following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. A season like none before has yielded an offseason with the uncertainties and questions to match. We'll keep you up to date on things in baseball and with your team on the Twins Hot Stove Show. The Twins Hot Stove Show is presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, welcome back. Indeed, it is time for another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. Our Hot Stove Show, well... It's been a little bit like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. We never quite know who we're going to talk to until right now. And this week, we're going to talk with Ryan Jeffers, who's been kind enough to join us from the Lee County Sports Complex, uh, where he is getting set for spring training. And Ryan, of course, last year made a smashing Major League debut under unique circumstances. And the 2-2 hit high in the air, left center field, might have a chance. Nalen running into the gap and goal. Jeffers connects with a two-run homer, and the Twins are on top. Lead now 5-3. to three. Well, Ryan, that wasn't your first hit, but it was your first long ball, and I see a little smile on your face as you hear that one uh, come back. It was a unique way to make a major league debut, to have all those big league firsts. Uh, have you thought more about that over the course of this offseason when you've had a chance to be with your family and kind of reflect on just how unusual it was? Yeah, you know, it's not how I envisioned my debut to go. Um, with no fans in the stands, no one was able there. No one was able to be there and like you would in a normal year. But, you know, I'm very blessed and thankful for how, kind of how it worked out. You know, when you look back on it, taking the pressure of, of fans and 40,000 people yelling at you just helps me as a, as a player relax and just go out there and play baseball. Um, and I was able to get that kind of that first step out of the way of, of just playing the big league game. And then now, hopefully this year, we'll put some fans back into it. Now, the bright side is it was easier to get the home run ball. So I assume that you were able to get that home run ball back. Uh, where is it now? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's in a box somewhere in storage. We were moving out of our house, and we just bought a new house in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. So right now it's in storage. Eventually it'll get put up on in a box, in a little shadow box kind of set up. But for now, it's safe and sound, bubble-wrapped in a box. <laughs> well, I hope you built a nice big trophy room because – you're going to have a lot of things to put in that room before it's all said and done. Ryan Jeffers, our guest, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Now, nothing is normal as, as we think of normal in years past, Ryan. That said, an offseason after you've made the big leagues is different than any other offseason because you've spent every other offseason of your life thinking about getting there. Now you've been there. Now the job is to stay there and be productive. Is there something different for you as you went through your workouts, your preparations this off season, having now been there? No, honestly, you know, for me, yeah, I got to the big leagues, but there's so much more in front of me that I want to achieve personally. Um, that for me, it's just to get back to the work and get back to the grindstone and get back in the weight room and come, come out better next year than I was last year. Um, and that's, that's the goal for me every year to keep improving. Um, yeah. You, I made the big leagues, but there's so, like I said, there's so much more that I want to achieve that I can't stop working now. Now, it's a great point you make, and that's what the great ones do. They add something to their game every year. Having tasted it now, was there something from your experience where you, some of the staff, looked at it and said, okay, I did this well, I want to be better at this, I want to be better at that. Did you find areas of your game, not to say they were exposed, but that you felt like you wanted to specifically address after your first major league action? You know, there wasn't enough enough of a sample size to really dig into – 
to super specifics. I've had conversations with with hitting coaches, with catching coaches, just just looking at different aspects that I can I can tweak here and there. Then there was nothing major, but you know, just little little tweaks to to like you said, continually improve. When you were drafted, you just tore the cover off the ball in Elizabethton right out of the gate. I every week Jeremy Zoll and I would do our minor league thing, and I'd be like, "How is Jeffers not the player of the week?" And he kept saying he's, he's too old for E-Town. He's too old. And then you got promoted and you tore the cover off the ball there. So I always go back to Jeremy and ask about you because he's been one of your biggest fans since draft day. Uh, and I keep asking, what is Ryan's greatest strength? And he keeps telling me it's your brain. It's the way you process the game of baseball. It's not hitting. It's not throwing, though you're certainly good at both of those. It's not calling a game necessarily, though that's also part of it. He says it's your brain. It's your baseball acumen and your ability to absorb, to read people, to read situations. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, I'm constantly learning. It's kind of who I am. I was, I was a physics major at college. Um, I've always been – it sounds weird to say I've always been smart. Um, but it's, it's fun for me. You know, that side of the game, the pitch calling, the, the strategy – um, I'm always asking questions. I'm always trying to learn from people that, that know more than me. Alex Avila probably got really annoyed with me last year, just pounding in with questions, but that's who I am. You know, that's how I'm going to get better. That's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn more. And I'm always trying, like, like what we were just talking about, I'm always trying to get better and just and asking questions and, and learning everywhere I can. That's, that's part of who I am. You mentioned Alex Avila. He's now back in Washington, but I have to think, and we've been blessed with some really wonderful catchers here in terms of their ability to share information. Alex, before that, Jason Castro was like that. Mike Redman, when I first got here, uh, and many, many more. I have to think Alex was literally the perfect guy to have been here as a veteran for you when you came up. Absolutely. You know, I, I couldn't have thanked him enough after the, after the year of just how much he did for me, um, taking me under his wing, off the field, on the field, whatever I needed, he was there for me. Um, and it, and it made that transition really easy for me, um, knowing that I had a guy like him in my corner that I could bounce anything off of that I could think of. Uh, and I, like I said, I couldn't thank him more. Ryan Jeffers is our guest, and Alex has moved on. It's going to be the Garver and Jeffers show behind the plate as the Twins will have uh, two guys uh, more than capable of doing a lot of damage on both sides of the ball. I want to get back to you being a physics major. Uh, we don't have to crack any books or anything, but big news this week about the baseball. Who better to discuss changes to a baseball than a physics major? I'm sure you have read all about this deadening of the ball, and it's going to cost three feet on a batted ball that went 375. A lot of math involved there. Uh, first of all, do you look at that as a hitter and be like, wait a sec? Do you look at that as a physics major and say, ah, interesting? And have you had a chance, this is the most important thing of all, to actually touch or play with any of those new baseballs yet? You know, I haven't, and I'm not sure, as a hitter, I'm not sure how much of a difference we're going to notice it. Um, we might notice a tick, but I I'm really curious to see how the pitchers feel because they say it's, it's a little smaller, it's a little lighter. Um, so for me as a catcher, I'm more curious and, and interested to see how they react to it and if it feels different for them. I, I think you make a great point, and that was kind of one of the things I wanted to approach with you and then with a the pitcher hopefully down the road as well is every time something like this happens, the, the narrative centers on flight of the ball that, that's hit. But we know so much now about spin rates and carry and way balls move. And if you change something, the characteristics of the ball you're throwing, I'm just fascinated as to how that affects the way your ball moves. 
uh, the way pitchers at this level can do because it stands to reason. I was I was an English major, so I can't speak to this like you, but it stands to reason if you change the maths, there is going to be an impact, is there not? No, and you know those guys have they have their hands on that baseball more than anybody else on the field. They're gonna they're gonna be really familiar with what the old ball feels like and can probably be hypersensitive to the changes this year. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see whether some of their numbers change from that spin perspective, different things like that, or, or maybe they don't even feel a difference. You know, that's the, I think that's MLB's goal. And that's, that's what we all hope is that from a player's perspective, we really don't tell a big difference, but we'll just have to see. I have to think with your R and D department and with Wes Johnson in particular, he's going to be tracking every number of every pitch thrown in every bullpen to try to see if there are some variations early in camp would you would you agree that that's probably on the docket absolutely i'm sure they're gonna probably really dig into those those numbers and see whether whether it changes something and whether it's something that we can make a tweak with with a pitcher here or there if it's really making a difference you know hopefully like i said it doesn't make a big difference to where it really even matters but who knows yeah it's interesting they always say game of inches it can be games of millimeters as well uh and it's going to be fascinating uh to watch during the course of spring. Now, you're already in Fort Myers, getting set to report with pitchers and catchers. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about you as a defensive catcher, not as a game caller, but your way of throwing. And again, this is a part of the game that we don't talk about much anymore because teams simply don't run as often as they used to. You throw from almost on the ground, from your knees, and you've got plenty of arm to do it, and you are more than capable of throwing guys out at a consistent level. I'm curious, how did that develop for you? Was that just a natural way to go about it? And is it something that you're constantly tweaking? Yeah, so it's a really dig into the weeds for me with how, with how I catch. I have my, my, right, my right leg, my toe isn't planted in the ground. So I have a hard time popping up and throwing normal because I don't have anything to push off of. You know, looking at my arm strength, looking at what I could do, I, I was like, I'll try and mess around with, with seeing how I could just throw from my knees because be consistent with that and it kind of took off and kind of ran with it you know i still i still work throwing from my feet throwing from my knees um doing all the different variations of it but but it was really comfortable and i was able to to be quick with it from my knees and it kind of stuck and i kind of ran with it when did you start doing that at what point um really it was last off season um i started to dig into it with our catching coordinator looking at throws from the previous year from 2019 that full season and looking at, okay, I was doing this with my legs, doing this with my legs, kind of looking at what was the cause of that. And kind of thinking of solutions, and we, we kind of both thought of, hey, let's just try throwing from the knees. And it really worked well for me, and it was something that was like, okay, I can do this majority of the time, and then if I have to pop on my feet, I can do that once in a while if the pitch, if the pitch makes me. But it works, so we're going to stick with it. One of the things I think is a testament to you and to the organization is that there are so many in the game who would just be averse to trying anything that different, that even just looked that different. But to look at it and say, biometrically, he's a big guy, he's a strong guy, here's how we can accomplish the goal of getting the ball from A to, a to B most efficiently and most consistently, whatever it looks like, to encourage that, I think, is a testament to the organization. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's kind of refining – what we've done this whole time with the catching with me and what me and Garver does and what we do through the minor leagues is with the unorthodox catching stances is finding what works for you and really trying to exploit that and be the best at what you do really well. 
um, from whether it's receiving, blocking, throwing, uh, just really getting good at what feels comfortable for you. You're already in Fort Myers, as we mentioned. Camp will start here soon. I want to say pitchers and catchers uh, next week uh, or sooner than that, maybe even. Uh, the calendar tends to blur this time of year. Catchers have such a difficult time of it in spring because you've got to learn all the new pitchers, but there's also your offense to think about, your defense to think about. Uh, the Twins started this a couple of years ago where they had you guys hit first uh, prior to uh, going about all your drills, which was a stark contrast to years past. I remember Kurt Suzuki talking about by the time he was done catching bullpens as a rookie, uh, everyone had left. He had to feed the machine himself and hit in the dark. Uh, do you appreciate that as a catcher, the fact that they still let you get your offense in while you're fresh so you can get the most out of it before you get to the other work? Absolutely. You know, Nate does a really good job scheduling out the days to where he doesn't put too much of a workload on us. Um, yeah, we're going to have more of a workload because we have to go deal with our offense and also deal with, with the pitchers. You know, and that's our job. That's the fun part of our job is we get to go learn those guys inside and out and what they do good and what they do, what they don't do good. Um, and with, with new arms coming in, it's, you kind of get to start that process over. Um, so they do a really good job of spreading it out and, and getting us, getting a schedule to where we're not running back and forth from here to there. And, and they do a really good job of that. You talk about learning new arms. Is that something where you literally just have to catch them? There, there's only so much zooming you can do before you sit down there and actually catch a Colome cutter. Yes, but you can also, we've got so much data on our, our, on our servers and on our, we've got a certain website that we can go to and really dig into. I've, I've already dug into all the information, all these new, new arms we've signed, kind of looking at what they like to throw, when they like to throw it. And it's, it's a conversation you have with them personally, but you can kind of go into that conversation knowing in the back of your head you, you have a feel for what they do and then get it, get it from them face to face. You also caught all the young guys because you were in the alternative site for a while in St. Paul last year. I would think that would be a major benefit as well because at some point you're going to see some of these young arms we've been hearing about in big league uniforms. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've got a wonderful relationship with Duran, with Blazovic, um, with all those guys down there um, that might have, a, might have a chance to really impact our team this year. Um, so it's good. It's good to know that, you know, I've caught Duran more than anybody else in this organization has caught him. Um, and just having those relationships with those guys that, that will come up will, will kind of ease that transition for me and for them. Seeing a familiar face there will help them uh, feel comfortable with what I'm putting down, knowing that I, I know what they do. Twins catcher Ryan Jeffers is our guest. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll check in on our hot stove auction and some other tidbits, and then more from Ryan Jeffers about how this offseason has gone for Ryan and his family. That's coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. Well, welcome back. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show. Great to have physics major Ryan Jeffers with us, and we've got more with Ryan, the fine young Twins catcher, coming up in just a bit. We're brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Other Twins news, Nelson Cruz back with the Twins. It is official, a one-year deal. Nelson, well, he's not thinking about the end. He's thinking about a new beginning. Yes, that was really disappointing. I, I thought that and that it will offer at least five or ten years deal. So, But... One one was good enough. Uh, like I said, I'm happy where I am. Definitely, I'm not thinking about retirement yet. I guess uh, when you think about retirement, it's about ending, you know. And 
I don't want to put that in my mind going to the season because I understand uh, my team to be able to go where we want to go. I had to do my best. I had to be in my best. I had to be on top of my game. So retirement is not in my mind. That's the voice of Nelson Cruz meeting with the Twin Cities media as he officially is back in a Twins uniform for 2021 on a one-year deal. Twins also been busy in some other avenues. Alex Colme not yet officially announced by the club, but expected to be joining the club. And, of course, if you really want to get into the weeds, uh, you can find online the materials uh, isolating all the different protocols uh, and rules and whatnot for the upcoming spring training season and the upcoming major league season to try and ensure that we get this uh, season uh, not only underway but played in good health. Uh, and there is a lot to unpack there uh, as well, if you so desire. Now, if you so desire just to talk about baseball or to add baseball stuff to your home, well, we can take care of you with the Twins Hot Stove Auction. Again, it's www.twinsbaseball.com backslash hot stove auction. And you can go ahead and put your bid in on some very unique and very cool products through the end of our final show. Uh, Two shows after this week. And at the end of that final show, the uh, bids will be sealed. We'll be giving away the uh, items. We've got a game-used ball. In fact, that was a a Nelson Cruz base hit. We have a game-worn jersey from Jose Barrios. Uh, We also have a Luisa Rise nameplate. Uh, from his locker, which is, you want to talk about a unique item that you could uh, hang up. Uh, the Arise nameplate fits that bill. And then the St. Paul trio of Maurer, Morris, Molitor, uh, signed autographed baseballs from that threesome as well. So all of that available again at our hot stove auction. It's for the Twins Community Fund. Again, www.twinsbaseball.com backslash hot stove auction. And that auction goes through the end of the month or through our last show of the month. And our last show will, of course, be right before we start bringing you actual live baseball from the Grapefruit League and from Fort Myers with the Twins this spring training. So that is all going on. Again, uh, the big news uh, and no surprise, Nelson Cruz officially introduced as a member of the Minnesota Twins once again for the 2021 season. Expect more news on some of those uh, roster uh, items and some of the folks filling out perhaps some spring training invite roster slots as well over the course of the next week. And uh, we'll be able to isolate some of those uh, specifics uh, in our shows over the next couple of weeks. Right now, though, we will take a break here on the Twin Tot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. When we come back, we'll head back down south to a flip-flop wearing Ryan Jeffers. The Twins catcher joins us for more on the Twin Tot Stove Show, and he does so next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back, Twins Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury with you. Pleased to have you with us. Uh, across the upper Midwest, where we need a hot stove, it has been frigid, uh, not quite as frigid in Florida, where Ryan Jeffers is wearing flip-flops as he joins us here today. High of like negative something today here, Ryan, so flip-flops are optional uh, in Twins territory. It's a hot one out here. It's been in the 80s and, you know, nice little Florida weather. You're in Florida now. How long have you been there and navigating all of the you can do this, you can't do that? How did your offseason uh, unfold before you got to Florida a- as well? Was there always a target date of when you wanted to be in Fort Myers? Yeah, so no, we, I've been down here for me and my wife drove down last week. Um, I tested on Thursday and I got into the facility on Monday. Um, so this is day three for me working out down here. But we, we set up our, our lease back at home. Um, we actually closed on a house bought a house. So we our apartment lease ended at the end of January and we our apartment we started down here February 1st. 
So we were just like, we'll, we'll go ahead and head down there and, and get to it. And who knows what the protocols are going to be, whether we were allowed to work out or not. Uh, we were going to come down here. And, you know, it turned out, it turned out good. The MLB allowed everybody to come by and start, start working out and, you know, with the testing protocols to safely. Well, you mentioned you bought a house. That's a big deal in the off season. Yeah. And as you say in Wilmington, is that where you guys are? Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, we, we closed on it on Monday, so we're not going to be able to get into it for eight, eight months, but it'll be a good place, a good, good start to the off season this coming year. How was the home buying process, especially during a pandemic? I mean, was it uh, open houses with booties on your feet and a lot of hand sanitizer? Did you guys have a, a pretty good idea what you wanted? I know we, we had pretty much really zoned into like one or two neighborhoods. Um, so there wasn't a lot of stuff that popped up and the housing market in Wilmington is crazy right now. I mean, you, something pops up, it usually gets six or so offers the next day. So we had to hop on it pretty fast. Usually you, you wear the masks, you go in there, <laughs> the family's all cleared out. So you do it safely. Um, but it was fun. I mean, it's such a cool experience, you know, we're first time home buyers being able to, to get that house, but it was really exciting. Yeah, there's not, and then when the paperwork shows up and you have to sign it all, and you're like, "What? Yeah, what did we get ourselves into?" <laughs> well, congratulations! That's a big off season, and obviously you're ready for a a big season here with the Minnesota Twins, and things are going to get underway uh, for you and your teammates very, very quickly as you head into this spring camp. Aside from the protocol issues, that will be a little bit different. Uh, what else, if people are watching you closely, might look different about you? You tweaked your swing at all. I know you and Justin Morneau put on quite a hitting clinic over virtual Twins Fest. Uh, are you bigger? Are you stronger? Uh, are you maintaining? Uh, what, what, did, what is Ryan Jeffers going to look like for fans who are able to get a look at you? You know, over, over a whole season, your body starts to break down. So this, this offseason, you know, you really get back after in the gym. No big changes swing-wise, catching-wise. I've I've repatterned my arm a little bit, but that was kind of the, the biggest change that, I mean, honestly, no one will probably notice that. But for me, it's just it's just getting out there and playing the same game that I played last year, played the year before, and just uh, and just playing baseball. How would you describe yourself as a hitter? Because you are big and strong, and I think people assume, oh, he's a big muscular catcher. He's just going to turn and burn and hit big giant fly balls. But I don't see you as that sort of a hitter exclusively by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I really try and broaden my – my skill set, you know, I'm not trying to go up there and, and be a guy that, yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be great to hit 50 home runs every year, uh, but I'm not going to do that sacrificing base hits and sacrificing barrels. For me, for me, the goal every single time I walk up there is to find the best barrel I can, whether that's a, a line driver in the gap, a, a line driver right at the shortstop, or a home run, you know, whatever that might be, trying to put the best barrel on the ball. Obviously, like I said, I want to hit 50 home runs every year and hit 300. Um, but I'm trying to kind of dip my hand in both both those buckets. How fun is it to go down a hitting rabbit hole with Morty? It was good. I think it's, it was pretty. I think we had pretty similar routines. Um, we were kind of bounce, bouncing stuff off of each other, and I think uh, a lot of it was really similar to what he did and what I do. Um, so it was good. It was, it was cool to have that conversation. There's always a cluster of guys in any clubhouse who, if you let them, will just sit and talk hitting all day, all night, and turn the lights off when you leave. Do you have those guys that you've come up with in this organization that would be your little hitting cluster? You know, it, there's guys up there. Josh Donaldson's a huge guy. I mean, you can sit there, and he will have a conversation about hitting for, for as long as you want. Um, he loves that side of that side of the ball. Um, he loves to dig into swings and stuff like that. And 
we had some really good, meaningful conversations last year once it got called up. Um, guys like Nelly, who've been around forever, that you could have conversations with. It's, it's such a luxury for us as a young guy to come up to, to those type of guys that, you, that, are, that are open enough for you to feel comfortable to walk up to and pick their brains. Yeah, don't sell yourself short, though. There's, there's open enough, and then there's also people who can take in that information and know what to do with it and not get avalanched by it. And I think you are firmly in that category. Ryan, awesome to talk with you. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in the sunshine with your flip-flops and with your spikes on uh, and getting forward to what should be a fantastic uh, 2021. Really appreciate your time today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Ryan Jeffers. He's our guest here on the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killiver Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Appreciate everybody joining us across our various platforms here today. We'll do it again next week. Hopefully we're closer to flip-flops here in Twins territory by then, right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network.